Thank you for checking out Coffee Pods. Over the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at the big how, in particular, looking at how we pray for healing. So have a listen, let us know what you think, and don't forget to subscribe. Hi, Wes, how are you doing? Yep, we're doing fine. Sun's shining, so it's got to be all right. Oh, lovely. We've got pouring down rain here. Aye, aye. <laughs> Different parts of the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, Really exciting. We're starting our new series today, aren't we, called The Big How, yep. uh, which is really where we're just exploring these big questions. But they haven't come from our listeners. They are ones that we have uh, mulled over and generated ourselves, I suppose. Yeah, um, they're, the, they're the ones that come up when you talk to people, you know, yes. and they say, yeah, but, you know, how? So we yeah. thought, well, let's answer them. Oh, totally. And so great question to kick this off with um it's really looking at at jesus and healing so we can see that jesus didn't heal everyone in palestine like there's people and i think you'll probably touch on this where we can clearly see he did not heal them like why is that how how is that part of his character would you say and does that then inform or influence when we want to pray for healing for other people, if Jesus didn't do it, why, why would everyone be healed now? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. And in fact, mm. I mean, it's a question I've been asked more than once, you mm. know, and it, and it often is, um, you know, there are reasons why people answer, ask the question. Yeah. And um, one of the things I say is this, it's interesting, isn't it? That everybody believes in healing. And, and when I say that people go, well, you know, how do you know? And I said, because when we're not well, we go to the doctor or we'll take a paracetamol or something, because we all have an idea of what being healthy is for us. Okay. So we do everything that we can to remedy that. And so I, you know, I, I just say, look, everybody believes in healing. So, so the question, you know, isn't, should it happen? It's, it's in a sense, how does it happen? And, and of course, the truth is that um, in the incarnation, the God who was everywhere came somewhere. Yeah. But he became limited into a body, mm. right? Into the, the, the man, Jesus Christ, God in a body. Okay. So the, the, the challenge then is, of course, that if you are in a body, you can only be in one place at one time. Yeah. So in a sense, why didn't Jesus just sit on a mountain and wish everybody well and it happened? Well, because actually he he was experiencing what we actually experience, which is actually being limited by a physical um, frame. So I say, yeah, he didn't heal everybody in Palestine, you know, and there are stories in the Bible of, you know, the tower that fell on people and the people that, you know, the, the Romans killed and mingled with the blood of their sacrifices, which is a great theme for the day. Um, but of course, the truth is, that he was working just like we are mm. in time and in space. And I think, you know, the question is, no, he didn't heal everybody in Palestine, but he did heal everybody who came to him okay, or everybody he encountered or everybody he was asked to pray for, he did. Mm. So rather than make my theology out of the exceptions, I want to say, okay, what actually did Jesus do? And so my reading of it is that even though he wasn't in the same room with some of the people, he did heal everybody who came to him, who he encountered or who he was asked to heal. So what does that tell us about his character and or, or our theology? Um, if it's mainly people who have gone to him or who have asked. 
Well, I mean, it's that's a great question, Lisa, because I think one of the key things is that, particularly in the West, we we seem to be very passive about faith. We think that the idea is okay. Uh, God's going to do it all. I just have to sit here yeah. and eat uh, an ice cream, and it'll all happen to me. Whereas actually, as I read the New Testament and as I look at Jesus, there are people grabbing hold of his clothes. Yeah, you know, there are people falling down his feet. There are people crying out at the top of his voice, and none of them appear to be, you know, very refined or you know, mm-hmm. gentil. And <laughs> they're people who are desperate for God. And so, one of the things I think is that. Somewhere along the line, for healing, you, you can't have healing without getting to Jesus yeah. <laughs> in, in whatever way that happens. Mm. And, and so I think one of the key things that I would sort of say to people, and, and certainly for us and for our theology, is my goal is to get people authentically into the presence of Jesus. Mm. And okay, let's let's ask him now together. Mm. I guess that's what I do when I pray for people. I'm sort of with them in the presence of Jesus, asking with them, Lord, could you can we have this, please? Mm. So, you know, that's that's, that's a great little pointer, actually, you know, for those who might be listening who are thinking, well, how how do I pray uh, for healing in particular? Bringing people into the presence of Jesus is like the first thing by the sounds of it. Um, absolutely. And, you know, in a sense, um, the great revivalists of, 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 you know, the last 150 years, you know, they were they would talk about in relation to sin, for instance, they'd say, you know, get your sins confessed, get everything out of the way that could mm-hmm. hinder you coming to Jesus. And I want to say, OK, so what would be different about healing? You know, let, let's yeah. sort of let's get everything out of the way that could could hinder uh, that process. I think the greatest thing is, of course, in John um, chapter 14, Jesus says to the disciples, uh, to you and to me mm. by default, that we would do exactly the same thing as he did and greater works. And I had actually had somebody who say to me, ah, yes, Wes, but you know, you're not doing the greater works, no. you know? And I sat there and thought, I said to him, I think they're greater in in uh, quantity, not quality. <laughs> you know, and I said, if that, even if that is true, I just like to do the basic works that Jesus did. I'd, yeah, I'd start yeah. there, you know. So, I, I think there's a there's a thing. Absolutely, you know. Yes, yeah. there are people that Jesus didn't heal. Yeah, and I mean, thinking about um, the man at the beautiful gate. Um, I mean, you'll probably have to talk about this in better theology than I could, but Jesus must have seen this man. So what what was happening there, do you think? Yeah, I mean, the beautiful gate is um, is, is very public entrance yeah. into the temple. So it's not like, oops, I never met, you know, I missed you, you were never <laughs> there at the time. And clearly this guy, as is the habit of beggars, they would be taken to there um, a bit like, um, you know, in, in a sense, uh, when the crowds were going to be there, they'd be they'd be put there, and and they'd stay there all day. I mean, this guy isn't going to go anywhere; mm. he, he can't walk, and they'd stay there until their mates came and picked him up and took him home mm. again. Um, and so, you know, people say, "Ah, there you are, Wes. We shouldn't expect everybody to be healed because Jesus passed by this man mm. and didn't heal him." And I say, "Yeah, you're absolutely true, but I've got a, this is a probably a." you know, very simple explanation for that. And one of the simplest explanations, uh, Lisa, is maybe the man wasn't ready. Yeah. You know, I mean, we meet that, we meet people who are looking for healing and you, and but you just sense, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But there's probably things that have got to be done 
with you first, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. maybe a, a change of attitude, maybe forgiveness, maybe something, you know, mm-hmm. anything. Uh, and so maybe the man wasn't ready. Um, I mean, I thought maybe the disciples weren't ready. Yeah. You know, if this yeah. has happened then, I mean, it would have been like, oh, my goodness. I mean, the Pharisees certainly weren't ready no. for this. No. And actually, you can you can look at that because if you look at the response of the disciples, Peter and John, right, they don't run away yeah. and hide. They actually say, no, 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 this is what's happened because this is Jesus. You look at the Pharisees and they're not trying to... Um, you know, pretend it didn't happen. They're, they're trying to wrestle with the fact mm-hmm. that this miracle has taken place. So something has changed for them. Israel certainly wasn't ready. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes, um, Lisa, as the church, we're not ready. Mm-hmm. So I can understand why Jesus might have, and, and I, you know, I'd love to be in the mind of Jesus and work it out with him, but I can understand maybe how he, he looked at the man and thought, no, y- you are coming to this point. Mm-hmm. But it's not you won't it won't happen today. And we found that uh, uh, as well. But of course, after Pentecost, the church is ready. Mm, yeah. <laughs> the disciples are ready. Maybe this guy has heard what happened in the temple mm-hmm. on Pentecost. Mm. And maybe now he is ready. Maybe he's thinking, yeah. oh, wow, OK, well, if this can happen in there, I'm going to ask him. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he looked at Peter and John and thought, I know who you are. You were with that bloke. Yeah. Okay, so I've heard things about you. So maybe, and I, and I appreciate I might be making that up. Well, but you just don't know, do you? That's the no. thing. <laughs> I don't think it's just as simple as saying Jesus looked at him and thought, gosh, that's going to be difficult. I won't even try. Mm. I think Jesus looked at him and said, do you know, mate, there's going to come a day, not very, very far away, mm. when two of the guys are going to come and you're going to be up. Is he the man, I might be thinking of the wrong story, who asked, what must I do to inherit the kingdom of God? Oh, no, no, no. He's, he, it's a different story. But, do you know, it's really interesting that in um, church history, mm. uh, that's the rich young ruler. That's it. Yeah. But in yeah. church history, there is a stream of church history that thinks that young man was Barnabas. Oh, right. Because he had money and possessions. Yeah. And and so, do you know, I mean, I'm, you know, it's not in the text, but there, there is actually a stream of church history that thinks oh, yeah. that was Barnabas. And I, I think you're right, because Jesus, you see, the interesting thing is Jesus lets the guy go. Yeah. Because he's not ready. Yeah. You know, and I think he looks at this guy at the beautiful gate and says, no, you're yeah. not ready, but you're on the in the process. So sometimes when we pray for people, we're just bringing them into the next stage of their process. Mm, brilliant. Hmm. And I, yeah, so gosh, there's so much. But why why do you think we ask this question then? You know, um, yeah, why? <laughs> uh, well, uh, people have asked me because they're genuinely looking for healing for themselves, and I understand that. And a man, I just think, oh Lord, absolutely, please, could I have a big step in this process today? Yeah. You know, and it's really lovely when you pray and you are at the end of the process. <laughs> that, yeah. that is that, whoa, <laughs> party on down, you know. Some people ask because they're looking for assurance and security. Mm. They're saying, dare I believe that Jesus is like this? Mm. And I understand that as well. I have great compassion for that. Because I don't know about you, Lisa, but I don't need anybody to help me with my doubts. I, th- yeah. I, I can do this completely by myself. Absolutely. You know, man, I've got a PhD in working that yeah. out. 
other people ask it and and it's happened to me because they genuinely want an argument mm. you know they they want you to they want to take away from you any idea that you could be confident in the ministry of Jesus to heal yeah. and i used to argue now i don't no, I just say, fine, if that's what you believe, that's that's up to you entirely. Yeah. Um, my experience and my personal encounter and my theology, and by the way, the last 35 years of my ministry, tell me something's different. It's a great quote by somebody. It says, a man with an experience is never at the mercy of a man with an argument. Oh, I like that. Isn't that good? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. And I, I think that's why people ask the question. And and very often, um, if it's not an argument, there is a personal reason behind it. Yeah. So I always try to get to that. Mm. Brilliant. Is there, you know, we often do our nows, don't we, with some of mm. our events. Is there anything you could leave our listeners oh, with? And nows, yeah. Um, I, would, I would say to people, um, remind yourself that everybody believes in healing. Mm. You know, and, and if today you are looking to God for healing, it's because you believe in healing, mm. right? It's not because you don't, it's because you do. <laughs> I'd say do everything you possibly can to be ready for that moment. And I would say, you know, do whatever you need to do to keep a soft, sensitive heart to God, whether it's worship or praying or being with the right people or reading the Bible or whatever it is, just keep your heart in a place that's ready. Um, I would say a bit like the guy at the, at the gate, beautiful live as if Jesus could turn up in somebody else's body any minute. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but suddenly you realize, oh, you know, Oh, it's Frank, but actually he's brought Jesus with him. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's Sue, but she's brought Jesus with her. Mm. And so live as if, that could happen at any moment. Um, when you do that and people ask you what you want, ask for it all, right? But be grateful for what it is that you receive today because, you know, many times healing is a process. Yeah. And so you know, a bit today, a bit tomorrow, a bit the next day, and, and it all builds up and, and whatever. And I think, I think, do you know what I would, and this is a personal thing for me, but I would, uh, I would say, keep saying his name because yeah. Peter and John, they say it's in the name of Jesus. You know, it's the saving name. You announce it over yourself. Even if you just sit there and say Jesus over yourself, yeah. you know, I prayed for somebody once and all I ever said to them was Jesus. I just kept saying, Jesus, Jesus, yeah. Jesus. So that's, that's my five and nows. Yeah, that's really helpful. Thank you. Um, so shall we pray in the name of Jesus for those? I suppose it's yeah. there may be some people here who are just wondering how on earth do we pray or how on earth would Jesus not heal in some occasion? So, yeah, let's mm. pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that you are more than willing to be asked. And so right now in this podcast, we ask you, for all those who are listening in whatever moment it is. Lord, whatever they are asking and seeking you for, we say, yes, Lord, we agree. Send your healing power and grace on them. Even now, let healing come from heaven. We say to bodies and minds and spirits, we say, Jesus. 
And we say it in his name. Amen. Amen. Lovely. Thanks, Wes. I'm looking forward to catching you next week. We'll be there. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Coffee Pods. We hope that you have found today's episode helpful and inspiring. If you have a question of your own about Christian healing, send it to info at acornchristian.org and we'll respond. For more information about Acorn, our events and how to support our work, check out www.acornchristian.org. See you next time.